I bet just about everyone here this morning has watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special at one time or other. At one point in the show, Charlie Brown yells out, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And Linus responds by reading the Christmas story out of the Gospel of Luke. This morning, our kids have reminded us of what Christmas is all about. I'd like to take just a few minutes now to put that story in a broader theological context. Christmas story actually begins with an unfathomably powerful, intelligent, and loving God who created human beings for mutual love and fellowship with him. Unfortunately, people, without exception, rebelled against their creator by their thoughts, words, actions, and attitudes, destroying the very purpose for which they were created. You might almost say that human beings collectively extended their middle finger in God's face, saying, in effect, we're going to do things our way. So in his wrath, God did one of the worst things he could have done to us. He let us have our own way. He gave us up to follow our own desires, to live as we pleased, and reap the natural consequences of our own rebellion. You might say he allowed us to stew in our own juices. The result was generations of what has often been called man's inhumanity to man. Murder torture, slavery, rape, robbery, corruption, extortion, adultery, pornography, hatred, racism, drunkenness, physical and emotional abuse, vindictiveness, arrogance, callousness, lies, bitterness, greed, envy, gossip, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, refusal to forgive, and failure to show empathy, compassion, and generosity. And above all else, failure to love, worship, and give thanks to the God who created us and provides for us daily. Our rebellion not only destroys human relationships, it destroyed our relationship with God. It destroyed the very purpose for which we were created. And every one of us have contributed to this stew to varying degrees. God allowed this insurrection in the hope that people would acknowledge the disastrous results of their rebellion and turn back to him. But not so fast. The relationship was broken. Mutual love and fellowship are impossible when one party is in rebellion. Besides that, no amount of philanthropy or good works could ever make up for rebellion against a holy God or for the utter destruction that rebellion caused to God's originally perfect creation. And that's where Christmas comes in. Rather than destroying his rebellious creatures, which may be what many of us would have done, the Gospel of John says that God became flesh and lived among us. God, in the person of Jesus Christ, was born as a baby in a manger, and grew up in a world of corruption and oppression. On that first Christmas day, he entered the stew of suffering that we created and suffered right along with us. He willingly submitted himself to mocking, beating, and torture on a Roman cross as a sacrifice in our place. 
Jesus did this to save us from the eternal consequences of our rebellion and to restore us for the purpose for which we were created. And the good news is that all those who turn to Jesus Christ in repentance and faith will have their sins forgiven and be reconciled with God. But there's a dark side to this good news. Those who persist in rejecting the love of God that was born in a manger on that first Christmas day and was later poured out on a Roman cross, those who unrepentantly continue in rebellion against their Creator will face God's wrath at the final judgment. The Gospel of John says that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. All that is necessary to be saved from that wrath is to renounce or repent of our sinful rebellion against God and commit our life to Jesus Christ in faith. This faith is not about something we do. It's about having a heart of loving devotion dedicated to Jesus Christ above all else. Such faith, if it is genuine, always produces a desire to follow and obey Him. If you have no desire to obey Jesus, you have no biblical saving faith. As the book of James says, faith without works is dead. This faith does not guarantee freedom from trouble or tragedy in this life. In fact, it may sometimes make life harder. But it does give forgiveness of sins, peace and fellowship with God, a purpose for living, a sense of stability in a turbulent world, and a bright hope for life after death. In the words of the Gospel of John, Christmas is the time when we remember that God, the Word, became flesh and dwelt among us, and that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. According to Acts chapter 2, Peter had just finished preaching to a large crowd when he concluded by telling them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you for the forgiveness of sins. To anyone here this morning who has not committed their life to Jesus Christ in faith, that would be my plea to you as well. Let's pray. Lord, the world around us has pushed aside and suppressed the true meaning of Christmas. May it not be so with us. And Lord, if there is anyone here this morning who has never experienced the true meaning of Christmas in their hearts and lives, I ask they'd not let another Christmas go by before they repent of their sin and commit themselves to you in faith. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.